It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Welcome to Bucked Up Shamil. I always say your name weird and I'm really sorry. I think every they make fun of me for it sometimes. Other comedians, because I called you Shumil one time. I mean, I, I do appreciate a, a nice pair, you know, of shoes. So it works. It works. I thought you were saying the fruit. Like you're like a pear. This is a self-help podcast. We're talking about fruits. Actually, this is I was going to have a uh, like a a bit on the show where I would force people to eat fruit but because I when I started losing weight I was a big snacker and um I would always eat clementines that's what I like got rid of my snack food I just eat clementines all the time and uh I was going to have a bit called a little bit fruity with Sam Buck where ah. I just force people to find a fruit that they like are you a fan of pears that's that's how I'm starting off this podcast yeah. welcome um, welcome everybody listening uh, yeah, I like pears. I feel like they, uh, like uh, Bill Burr referenced them as, as a pretentious fruit, and they, they kind of are a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, I like a green apple. My dad told me I was shaped like a pear growing up, so I never, I never really liked the fruit. It just made me feel like I was eating myself. Everybody love everybody! Actually, I might love pears now. <laughs> they're now your I favorite might, they're, fruit. They're, it's my favorite fruit. <laughs> so what, what fruit are you into? What's your, what's your fruit? Or am I going to have to buy like fifteen fruits and shove them down? Um, I like. Uh, I don't know. I'm a. I'm. I'm a big fan of of the produce aisle in general. I, I enjoy fruits. Strawberries. I have a strawberry, strawberry joke. Bananas. I like bananas. Another reason I like clementines is you can litter the peels and not feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Because when I was depressed, I used to love littering. I, I'm sorry to admit that, but when I was sad, littering is like a good fuck you to Mother Earth. But now I'm happy, somewhat. And, yeah, um, definitely don't I'm have just, like mother issues. Just, like Mother Earth, fuck that. Yeah, all of that <laughs> shit. But I would just, I litter the clementine feels, feel, and I don't feel bad about it. Don't you feel like clementines are so much better than oranges, and they should have been called the orange? 100%. And my mom, okay. My mom loves to tell me that I used to call clementines baby pumpkins. And it's like, why didn't you correct me? Like, that's just a stupid, like, that's not a cute thing. That's just a stupid thing. I'm not going to lie. I think it's pretty cute. And uh, <laughs> I think you're being a little too hard on your mother. I should go back to calling them baby pumpkins. Yeah, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they do. Just baby pumpkins. Do you like navels? Uh, the big ass. The big ass. Um, oranges. I, I feel like uh, those are like harder, like regular oranges and navel. They're harder to peel than than a clementine. I feel like those clementines yeah. just, like, just fall. You get apart. a workout. You you do. That's actually yeah. how I've been able to like, go up in lifting. Is I just eat navels when I'm not at the gym. Do you have like uh, like orangey cuticles and, and just? Not today, but I usually. That's why I want to get a manicure. Hell yeah. We were talking about this. See, this is actually a real self-helpy episode of bucked up it's also a very diy episode so thank you everyone for tuning in but um diy is cooked for shit 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's code for I'm too poor to invest in the proper equipment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what it. Sure. I don't have a real job. Is what. Yeah. Is what that's code I, for. I don't even have 4K makeup on right now. <sighs> I have makeup on, oh, you, you but know. that's just from my show last night. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. What were we even talking about before that? Oh, self-help. Yeah. Yes. I think men should normalize asking other men to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, but it's always weird. Like, you always sound weird asking dudes to hang out. Like, I wanted to ask you to go get Manny Petties, speaking of my orange cuticles. And I still, even though we've made plans to do it, I'm still sending that text. I'm like, it's like asking a girl to hang out. It's like... I don't know. I can't send that text. I am pretty cute, so I understand why you're nervous. <laughs> I am. Um, no, I, it's funny because that, that's actually something that I think about in comedy. Oh, I mean, my life that pours into comedy is is that part of uh, of just like not being that type of dude who's afraid of that type of stuff. Mm. Which is like, oh, let's hang out. Let's get a mani pedi. <laughs> let's get let's get our nails nice. And I like to say mani pedi because it just seems more masculine than uh, manicure and pedicure. It does not. Um, but no, I mean, like I- I'm totally about that, and I feel like uh, I feel like it's strength. Strength comes from just being like authentic to me. Of just like, oh yes, it's actually really nice to get your uh, feet done. It feels good. It does. I, actually, I'm more of a manny guy. When I get petties, my feet oh. are very, very tickled. Dude, I, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want no one touching my feet because I'll be like, hee hee I sound like Michael Dude, Jackson. This is where the the uh, to- toxic masculinity actually does pour in. I'm too much of a dude to not like start giggling when they're hitting my pinky toes, but I want to laugh. I'm like, this is very ticklish right now, but I'm I'm a goddamn man. Um, so I'm going to open up to you right yeah. now. I have those pinky toes that barely have a nail on it. Okay. And I don't like wearing sandals because I used to I used to run an archery camp for little mm-hmm. kids, which is a weird thing. Uh, now I host a podcast called Bucked Up. You can uh, like, subscribe, listen, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that shit. So I had to get my plug in. But uh, I used to run an archery camp for little kids, and I wore sandals once, which you shouldn't do with archery if you're going out there. And a kid said, look he, look at his fucked up little toe. They didn't say fucked up, but... Emotionally. Emotionally, they, it hit me as fucked up little right. toe. And I, I've been um, embarrassed of it ever since. So with petties, I don't like when they go go on my pinky toe. Um, I, uh, I think you can just say, don't touch my pinky toe. Like get get your get your grubby little hands off my yeah, pinky don't toe. touch my pinky toe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be real aggressive. Be actually just very, kick them off. Just like be very kick mean them. about it. Kick them off uh, the pinky toe. Don't be. Toe. Did you fail that kid though for the course? I didn't. I uh, should have. Yeah. I should have. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, you. It's you're in the wrong here. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed archery. I was never like super into it, but when I taught, like, I've lost my interest, but I loved teaching those kids doing that. I just sound very preachy right now. No, it's good. It, you just like uh, teaching children how, how to name yeah. other things. Yeah. yeah, how to kill. I'm teaching... Yeah. I well, I don't think you're that great as teacher, so I said name. Like, you're, you're not gonna... Yeah. <laughs> like, they might lose, a, like, a, a finger. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not... Uh... They're on Cape Cod, so they're not really fighting off real, mm. real beasts. I can't believe people actually are like born and raised in Cape Cod. Doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Yeah, and then they make a heroin documentary. About yeah, absolutely. It. I've seen that documentary. 
I remember in that documentary being like, oh, that's the gas station I'd go to. Really? Yeah, and it would be like, I'm picking up a, a nickel bag. <laughs> like, Dude, I think the, the most, like, the thing that sticks out to me, and I have no idea why, is the, um, the, uh, the, the iPhone charger cable. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> that's a great because that's oh, that's really Cape Cod. Yeah. If you're using an iPhone charger to yeah. tie off your arm and yeah. shoot up, that's the most Cape Cod thing you. We're can probably do. breaking a rule. <laughs> but, but what I do like is that, that I can tell those people, well, at the very least, are green because they're like, you know what, we got we got new iPhone chargers. What are we gonna do with the old ones? Oh, yeah. perfect use. You, you know? know when you start using like a like a a Samsung cable or like one that you get at like Boost Mobile that you need an intervention. Everybody love everybody! That's when the intervention needs to happen. <laughs> well, it's when oh, you're using it, a Boost Mobile no, cord. No, is it an Android charger? I, uh, look, I'm not trivializing any of this, okay? I actually, I, I call Your veins it. might be blue, but your text messages are green. It's true. I, um... <laughs> that was a great joke, and you need to give it more than a true. <laughs> Listen, I had, I had, I had a, a thought going, okay? I was going to take it real serious. Oh, I'm okay? so oof, oof. Well, this is weird because this podcast has been a semi-serious podcast, mm -hmm. but this episode has already gone off the rails, and that's because I don't really drink, and I'm drinking a beer right now. Do you want another one? I might have another one, We're but I'm it. not. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still sipping on this. Right. Well, so, yeah. well, I'll ask you some serious shit. Go I'll get it. into the... You do, what, what's your Instagram? Because you do these daily animations. Shamil Shamil. Shamil Shamil. It's, you do these daily animations, and they're fantastic. Every morning I like to look at them. They, and you were, studied that in college? I and think you were an animation major? Yes. How'd you get into that shit? Uh, I don't know. Excuse uh, me. So rude. So no, please, rude. I actually, I, I'm I, gonna cut that clip right as I'm starting. The yeah, no, you should. I, I actually. Oh shit. I just, I just spilled beer on it's, you. So. What's we're even now. We're, we are. Um, <laughs> I think, the, I think the burp was actually more disrespectful. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, no, I actually, I saw a uh, a tweet recently within like the last week or two about they're like, uh, hey, male podcasters, how about you just don't burp. Because I've been doing it for years and I haven't done it once. So that was a direct attack on you. That was. I have a friend. Actually, shout out John Zayats. He does the intro song. You can uh, check him out on SoundCloud at N Anarchaeologist. Um, it'll be linked under the video. Um, he's fantastic, fantastic producer. But he can't burp. Like, he literally physically can't burp. And it'll be real bad because he'll have gas in his stomach oh. that can't be passed up and it's like he's gotten so upset that he can't burp and i've never met someone who just like can't do it there has to be a medical term for that pussy i think that's the medical yeah, term yeah. md buck <laughs> dr buck speaking shit dr. truth buck. on his self-help podcast yes yes dude that's <laughs> that's fascinating I, uh, I'm so sorry. I cut you off. I don't even I'm care. So let's rude. talk about let's talk about the inability to burp. Because uh, I can I can do it like pretty much on command too. Can you? Yeah, I can do it right. Do but I'm pull, not going to do, do it. Pull ladies that way. Oh, absolutely. That's actually like the number one way. I'm like, uh, ma'am, have you ever met a man who can 
belch on cue and uh, just splash. <laughs> splash Mountain. <laughs> 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 trip to Disney? Guys, <laughs> 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 edit that out. I'm a goddamn gentleman, all right? I would never say <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, he's he doesn't, I don't want to get him in trouble. No snitching. Rule no, number three on the podcast, no yeah. snitching. We're going back to how you got into animations in college and what tweet you saw. Keep the Splash Mountain in there. Um, <laughs> I don't edit. Yeah, <laughs> no, Unless you watch the Casey Durkin episode, I did have to edit out one thing. Really? How to get to animation. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I always liked uh, drawing as a kid. My, my dad drew. Um, I like cartoons. Um, Were you a comic book guy, or no? Uh, yes and no, not really. I'm, I just I'm pretty illiterate. Um, no, I don't know. I'm just like I was always just like a, a lonely kid. Like a, I was too. You know, so I like I watch cartoons and stuff, and I like drawing. I like doing things that are so like super insular. And I feel like if you are into drawing, that's a lot of the times that those are the personalities that I've met. Yeah, because I I like. Like, I would love to be able to create art. Like, I love yeah. art, and I would love to be able to, but I don't have the talent or the patience. Mm. And the patience is the thing that's uh, a real problem for me. I actually, I wrote a comic book with a friend in high school for our project, and it was put out. And he did all the, the drawing on it, and I did the writing. And I couldn't believe the patience he had mm -hmm. doing it. And... Same thing for animation. Like, you have oh, yeah. to have real patience for that shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'm, in life, a pretty, uh, generally speaking, a pretty patient person. But uh, in art, not as much, oddly. But, um, and I felt like that probably used to hold me back on a lot of things. I, I, I like things to be like, oh, this has to be exactly right. But I, I've loosened up a bit, and I'm just like, well, whatever I make and however it comes out, that's just where I'm at right now. And as long as I'm enjoying the process, I might not even enjoy the, the end product, but I like the process of it. Um, it it's kind of like just like e even, I, I was always worried about talking about anything because I'm like, well, I don't have all of the facts. I don't have all of the information, but just like the older I get, I realize like people are full of shit. People are just talking off the cuff and you can just do that with art and you'll figure it out and you'll just find your, whatever your voice or, or your artwork. Um, I don't know. Ultimately, I just I just like making things, and I've learned that I'm happier making things, and it just it feels good. So just do that. That's what I did do. When did that realization come into your mind? I would say like pretty recently, actually. Like within the last couple of years is when I truly realized that I needed to make things to. That's just who I am. I need to make things to continue to, uh, I don't know, be happy or, or, or fulfilled. I just, you know, like I've always been someone who created things and made things, but um, especially in the last chunk of years, maybe five to 10 years, I kind of wasn't as consistent with making things or being creative. I mean, I always just kind of wrote, but, um, but this past year or two is when I realized like, Every day, practically, I need to make sure I'm, I need to be creative, and it's been it keeps me uh, making more things, and it keeps me just feeling fulfilled and just content. I guess. Well, that's really funny because 
I feel like I'm lucky to have learned it earlier, but growing up, I was such a perfect, like I wanted things to be so perfect that I wouldn't do anything. Exactly. And I became yeah. lazy. Literally, I would just sit in my room, play video games all day. And I, because video games, you can kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. Video games are an addiction because it's a world that you can be perfect in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to create anything. But then when I kind of got out into the world, I realized that my I'm at my happiest when I'm putting stuff out. And it doesn't need to be perfect because I was talking about this on the last episode um, with Caitly, um, that it'll be so amazing to go back in five, six years when I'm still hopefully doing fucked up, I will be. And looking at these first episodes and seeing the growth because growth doesn't happen unless you fail, which I know is a, um, an easy thing to say, but it, it's true. Like you can't have a good set unless you bomb like that's. Yeah. No, I, I actually, that's, that's something that I completely relate to. That's how I kind of live my life now. I used to completely be that way where I was so wanting to everything I made or did to be perfect that if it wasn't, then I would just not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thinking back, like that's the dumbest thing because part of doing something, part of the enjoyment that I get of doing something now is that I know I'm just going to get better. Exactly. Because there's so many things that I've done that I don't even care for that I'm better now. And it's like, all right, what, what about some, what if something I'm really passionate about? What if I just start doing that thing? I'm going to get infinitely better at it. And I love seeing that growth. And that's what holds everyone back. That's, yeah. We keep going back to this on this podcast, so I'm sorry, but the idea of resistance. And that's yeah. what holds everyone back is resistance. Everyone. And I do believe that to beat resistance is to connect to your higher power and realize that nomad you're not going to get to the end goal but it's the path that you have to Mm. enjoy so i enjoy the path i enjoy the struggle you were talking about creating every day i enjoy meditating every day doing yoga every day trying to run or have a hard sweat every day doing my push-ups my sit-ups every day because i know even if it sucks that morning nighttime sam is going to be so much infinitely happier oh hell yeah and also a week from now I'm going to be happier that I can lift that much more, do that many more push-ups, or run that much farther totally. in a shorter time. I mean, I've cut three minutes off my miles in running. Wow. And it took a long time, but to get an eight-minute, 15-second mile mm-hmm. for someone who's 6'4", over 200. I was 270 when I started. I'm 220 now. It's crazy. Good job. Thank you very much. It's cool, and it's nice to see that forward progression. Yeah, I, I mean, just like... Uh... I think a few weeks ago, you and I did push-ups <laughs> outside of an open mic, and uh, that made seem like nothing. I think we just did like 10 or 20 or something. Yeah, we did 20. We did 20. Uh, that seems like nothing, but I promise you, four months ago, I absolutely could not have done that. And I did it effortlessly, pretty much. And that's how you have a podcast with a fantastic or it's more of a it, it's a it's a uh, uh, an appetizer to his podcast it's an appetizer to his podcast <laughs> yeah. it's um it is uh trevor dion fantastic uh, comedian fantastic he's just a a new england staple really at this point definitely rhode island you'll staple. always see him in a staples 
he uh, he loves uh, just uh, office supplies. He loves Burger King and office supplies. That's that's most of his that's act. That's what's gonna be on his gravestone. This <laughs> <laughs> guy really he just lo- he just loved the number two and paper clips. Um, <laughs> All right, so yeah, so you've been doing this practicing eating appetizer. Uh, Yes, uh, so uh, Trevor Down has uh, Practicing Eating, which is a podcast uh, that, that you can I, find on Spotify. Spotify, Apple, yes. Podbean. Podbean. Stitcher. Stitcher. YouTube. Overcast, maybe. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, we we've only done one episode, uh, which it's called uh, Lose Some Gain Some, and it's it's just a. Uh, uh, a conversation about our journey to change our bodies in a way, in our minds, in our hearts. Um, it's I want to gain weight, uh, and and Trevor uh, also wants to gain weight. He wants to be the largest comedian. Now he he's trying to lose weight, um, and I just felt like we we independently just uh, were talking about that. I'm like, hey, we should we should do something. I think that's somewhat interesting. Um, just this. Also, I can't do anything about me gaining weight by myself. That's just upsetting. So, what have you been doing to gain weight? Like, what's your regimen? Um, a lot of jogging and, and fasting. Uh, no, <laughs> it's it's uh, I stupid answer, but um, eating more. Which do you choose what you eat? Like, are you eating high protein foods yes. or high fat foods? Yeah, I, I mean. Um, <sighs> For me, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just. My older brother is really into fitness. He's very jacked. Um, really? How tall is he? He a shade under six foot, maybe about six foot. I got the worst. Both of my brothers are about six feet. I am five seven and a quarter. I, I want to make sure that is on the record. Um, Do they have a good job though? Because you have a good job. Yeah, they're, I'm I'm actually the least successful out of my brothers. I'm the loser. I'm the baby and the loser. Mm. But I mean, relative, like it's I'm okay. the loser of my family, and I'm an only child. So. Oh, look at that! I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, you failed at life. It's it's okay. Well, that's the shitty thing about an only child is like you're it. Like if mm. you fail, you fail the name. And also, when everyone dies, you're just alone. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be alone one day. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, everyone died. So am I, Sam. You're good. <laughs> Only <laughs> child life. <laughs> oh, yeah, you understand. You're going to be alone someday. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel, dude, the thing is, like, I, um, I'm kind of, I was, like, I think of myself as the black sheep of my family because I am I just. I don't want to get canceled, so I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know where that joke. I'm sorry, I kind of consider myself the African American. <laughs> uh, I always picture myself as the uh, the black sheep of my family because I, I mean, I just kind of am in in the way that I physically have kind of distanced myself and in a, I'm kind of rebuilding that that stuff. But my family, they all live in Florida and Puerto Rico now, for the most mm. part. Um, I'm, you know, I'm here in New England. It's there, you know, they're all, they're a, a plane ride away. Um, but where was I going with, with that? You were talking about your brother. My being brother. A fitness guy. He's a fitness guy. You have the worst genes. And then you just genes. started not shitting was, on yourself. And then it just became a spy. No, no, there's a connection there <laughs> that I had. Oh, yeah. It's mostly that I'm not a good person. No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's that I, uh, 
yeah, I have the worst genes. So I'm black That's why you're wearing genetically. Right yeah. Dude, I actually I used to mock corduroys. They're pants. very nice, except I got I got thick thighs. I'm a I'm a Dude. thick thighed bitch. So my corduroys, I would be the worst ninja in corduroys. They just go. Whoop, you said cauterize, which is <laughs> different. <laughs> which you could maybe, I don't but know. then they get all like, mm, like, like, like no, they're like holes. Yeah, the holes, and then my nut just hangs out of the corduroy, and then I get kicked out of a PB team. Dude, that's a that's a, a thick. <laughs> that's yo. My ex used to have a problem with that. that's a that's a. I feel like a lot of I don't want, I don't, I'm speaking. Why out of are you telling here. the listeners that I'm your ex? Uh, I <laughs> look. I, I usually keep my my uh, proclivities. Uh, no snitching. Rule yeah, number yeah, I mean, three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sam, uh, my ex. <laughs> no, she. Like I feel like uh, women. I've heard women have uh, issues with. You're thick. I'm you're a thick boy. You're a thick one. I'm a thick boy. Yeah. I like to say I have the ass of an Atlanta stripper. Too big for a white guy. That is true. That is true. You do. I have a better ass than you. I, we we do battle about this. We have yeah, ass, we have ass battles. All right, it's, stand up. We're showing the ass. All right. Let's, let's, all right don't uh, cancel. Comment us. under this video who has the better ass. Wait, 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 let me couch this with I'm not wearing the best pants. These are brand new corduroys. He's just They're coming not, up with excuses. I have a better ass. Objectively, I have. I have a, it's better. Um, look, uh, quality over quantity. Okay. Quality That's over quantity. Show us your asses. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I like that we're both wearing dark <laughs> Oh, thank God we're not getting canceled. We got the dark. We're going to post a picture yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Of our asses. Yeah. On Instagram. Can you, can you just Photoshop just like a, like a donkey? I don't, I like something, something of quality. Uh, I, <laughs> I want, want a donkey of quality. Uh, the ho horse awards. Uh, just cut in uh, last. The uh, horse awards. Yeah, Glass Call by Kanye. Mm. As he had whether it could have won the horse awards. No? I'm shouting out lots, lots of podcasts today. So I'm going to shout out the Gimme Pod hosted by Kate DeMarle. She's a horse girl and she interviews people about her childhood obsessions. Find it on wherever you get your podcasts. I saw she had comics though on there yeah they talk about childhood obsession oh interesting so we're getting back to your fitness routine you eat food unsubscribe to this and subscribe to that podcast i think <laughs> do you do lift like do you lift have you oh, been so push-up sit-ups not outside of a skew in rhode island uh no <laughs> Most of my exercise is outside of an open mic, okay? Catch me outside of Pub on Park. Catch me. Uh, um, no, I, I do. I, I work out at home uh, because of uh, the, the current pickle we're in. And I, I mostly use, uh, like, resistance bands. And, mm. um, yeah, just, just like, I, again, I, my brother's pretty, uh, pretty fit. So I just kind of listen to what he tells me to do. So I've just kind of been doing a, a lot of just like resistance training, and and that's that's it. Some really basic stuff. Uh, my goal, for the most part, is to work out about a half hour every other day. Um, Have you been gaining weight? Yeah, no, I I started off at at around 120 pounds, and um, I fluctuate right now between 130 and 135. This is the most I've ever weighed, which is incredible, and I'm, I'm sure people absolutely despise me right now. Like that guy, he's uh, he's morbidly obese. He really needs to take care of his health. Well, okay, so the people, I lost fifty pounds over quarantine. 
and um, people get mad at me. Yeah. They're like, how? Like everyone's gaining weight. How you just have to be really sad and hate yourself, mm-hmm. and then you'll lose fifty pounds. Like that's what you got to do. This is a self-help podcast. Yeah. If you want to lose fifty pounds, get your heart broken. If you want to look better, improve your life. Get your heart broken. That's this uh, is a self help podcast, <laughs> and that's the only rule we have. Two single dudes out of a relationship, <laughs> we're just gonna start crying and yeah. snuggling on this couch. <laughs> I, I think it's so funny that that's like a classic, like yeah, just like you're at your your pinnacle, you're at your peak when you're single. You're like, I needed just be really the truth is but i'm still sad people are like oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course still very, that's going to continue very sad um no no i i look i i kind of i canceled my my therapy session today to be here so <laughs> this is uh, like a therapy this session. is therapy for me um, um what do you want to get into about this week that has really hurt you it's really hurt me i'll be your therapist um, I don't know. I feel like it's been a good week. It's been a good week. I mean, I guess like... I you know. had a great set last night. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what hurt you. Uh, same buck right now. <laughs> You're going to call your therapist up and be like, Can, I need to talk yeah. to you. Sam, Sam reminded me of how much I bombed last night. Um, yeah, no, okay. That hurt me. That hurt, <laughs> that, yeah. that hurt you. You know, it's funny. Like, I've only... Uh, I've bombed one million times, but there's only a few times that I've actually like been affected by it. I'd say maybe three times mm. where it's actually hit me. Like last night, I I went up with practically a well 99.9% new material except for like the opening line, uh, and that was still relatively new. So I knew it was going to be a kind of a rough set, but it's it's always weird when when an open mic like the room there's a lot of people, but people just keep eating shit. Mm-hmm. And I think the the main thing is we're all really bad. No, uh, <laughs> it's usually just like a bunch of comics or something. Yeah, it's no. There was a fight that broke out. Outside. Oh yeah, outside. Someone they were paying attention to to the uh, the freaking NBA. But yeah, it was. Yeah. But also excuses, excuses. Yeah, we're just For bad me, at comedy. Exactly, we're, we're bad better. at comedy. Um. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. Last night was very rough. We were talking about sets that affected you. Yeah. Do you have a set that really like, like I remember the, it's probably like the fourth time I ever did stand up. It was on Kill Tony in mm-hmm. LA at the comedy store in the main room, sold out. Steve-O was the host. You can look this up, whatever episode it was, it was with Steve-O and Kirk Fox. And you can watch me eat a bag of dick that's actually really funny i was broken up with right before or actually i wasn't broken up with i broke up with someone yeah, right yeah, before yeah. You, that you take that you, you I, take ownership you if you watch this episode which not a single person who listens to this podcast will um if you watch that i talk about it but i ate dicks and i can't believe i'm still doing stand-up because that was so bad yeah it was real bad in front of like people i look up to right yeah that's that's Dude, I mean, I I did my my first uh, first two or first several, but my first two open mics were at uh, Jokey and Haha's at, at Salon. Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my first two sets were were to complete silence. 
uh, but I just knew the moment I was doing it, I had like an out of body experience and I was like, Oh, this is what I do. Yeah. You don't comedy picks for certain people. If you don't pick it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. no one would want to do what we do every day driving no. to do five minutes in front of no one who cares. No. And then still think that you're good enough to do it again the next day and then just keep doing it until <laughs> yeah. one day that finally hits that you are good enough mm -hmm. and then you'll bomb still oh yeah no absolutely I, I kind of i mean i just i do like uh i know comics make fun of this but it, it's clearly true stand-up comedy is an art form so it's and that's i, I take it with the good and bad it's just it's, art is bullshit uh so stand-up's bullshit um but i do like the idea that it's it's a pursuit so it's just like as for me yes i want more but the fact that i'm doing it is like i, I fucking i'm doing i'm living my dream of just doing it writing shit which i've always done and then being able to perform it is is incredible what made so you even when you bomb it's just like well whatever yeah i got i got the next time what made you get up on stage that first time how old were you uh 29 I started really late um, because I was a coward. Uh, I was really, really scared. I, I, I oh yeah, always... this man is thirty years old. Yeah, he looks amazing. But when for he industry, says... I'm twenty two. But when he says he doesn't have good genes, like I look older than he does, yeah. and I'm seven years younger. Yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. Um, I just have bad. It's those shitty Mayflower genes. Again, my ancestors wore fucking hats and kicked Native American people in the shins. You guys were like, oh, <laughs> that's not the only thing we did. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is wearing a lot of buckles. Lots of buckles. Buckles age. Buckles age. Buckles age. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, I have no belt on because I. That's how youthful I am right now. Um, yeah, no, I I started super late and I I was a little self conscious about it, but I'm not. I don't know, like. Um, uh, one of my good friends, also a comic, uh, Roy P, he kind of has a philosophy of just like, he thinks that age is a big part of it. Like people do it for, for a decade, right? They start really, really young. And then around their thirties, they kind of make something of themselves. And I think it's a combination of just like repetition and, and just you're working at that craft. But I also think age matters, dude. If, if I started when I really wanted to, which was like 16, 17, I would be the worst edgelord comic in the world. And I also had no life experience at, at all. I didn't really know myself. I still don't know myself. So like, I'm still finding my, my voice, but um, now I know I have not only the life experience, but, but the, the discipline to do comedy. Like, I, I don't know, man, if I did comedy at 17 and I bombed as hard as I did my first couple times, I don't know if I would have continued or if I did continue, there, there might've been a big gap, you know? Well, from 17 to 21, I probably did stand up six times mm -hmm. and I bombed every time except yeah. for the first one, which you can see on another Kill Tony episode with Jamar Neighbors and Mike Lawrence. If you Google it, I was the last comedian and I actually did have a good first set. But I bombed and I stopped. I stopped going until I graduated college. I was 21 and that's when I was dove in head first and was doing multiple mics a week because I, I needed to do it, bomb, live life a little bit and then get back into it. Yeah. I know I still started early, mm -hmm. but I needed to bomb and then take that time off even if it was a short amount of time. Yeah. 
to kind of like be like, okay, this is what I actually want to talk about on stage. Not yeah. that I know my voice or my character, or whatever yet, but I do feel like I have a more clear path than I did before. Yeah, I mean, I think just aging in general is, I mean, we we're all very cynical about it, but it's just, it's so important, especially if you are someone who's a creative, you're using so much uh, just past knowledge, you know, like, it's just like, you can't replicate that anyway. When you were 29 and you did it, yeah. For the what what flipped that switch in your mind? Um, it's something that I knew that I wanted to do, and it would be a regret in my life if I didn't. Because, dude, I was writing for for my entire life. I've been writing things, mm -hmm. just like jokes or poems or raps or anything. Um, so yeah, it, it was a combination of, this is obviously the thing I wanted to do. I'm getting older and I already lived the life of doing the right thing. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you, you know, you, you go to school, you get your degree, you get a date, you get a job. Uh, I don't know, you're in a relationship and this is, this is it. And I was just, I was fine, but really in, in my heart, like there was part of me that I'm like, I'm miserable. Like, if I, if I keep going with this life, the things that you were supposed to, you're supposed to do, I'm not going to be a happy person. Um, so not to be overly dramatic, but it truly was like life or death. But was there something that like pushed you over that edge or was it just a culmination of everything that had happened to you yeah. up until that point? I mean, it, it probably, it mostly a combination. And then I think like the, the cherry on top was that, my long-term relationship was also falling apart and I had to like really look inside and see like well what do I truly truly want what do I want to do I used to like I remember many, many this is this kills me a bit but it's also I don't know it also kind of inspires me mm -hmm. is that I was always writing jokes I wasn't doing stand-up but I was fucking writing jokes for I don't know forever I I remember like maybe eight or nine years ago or something. I was... Do you remember the first joke you wrote? I don't know. I remember one of... I remember, like, early jokes, and I'll sometimes bring them back in sets now just because it's silly. Like, yeah. I, yeah. you've seen me do stand-up enough that you know that this is not in my style, but mm -hmm. I had a joke that I would... I wanted to say where I'd be like, I hate going outside in the fall because I feel like the trees are trying to fuck me. It's like put some leaves on or something. <laughs> it's good. just a real. Wow, stupid. that's actually great. It was such a. That, but, that's but, up my alley. <laughs> it is, it is. But that's not the. Yeah, you can have. But that's not the type of joke I write now. Right. But like, I remember writing that and being like, I want to do this on stage. Yeah. You, but I didn't. You know, dude. That that actually that that kind of uh, piggybacks on what I was saying, which like I remember working at. I don't know how many years ago at this point. I worked at Home Goods. And um, I, I just worked in the back, uh, like stocking shelves with a bunch of Cubans. No one spoke English. Um, that's just an. I'm just adding that. I just need. I need I'm painting a picture. Do you here. speak Spanish? Uh, poorly, yes. Um, like most Puerto Ricans. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> dude, my no, no. It, that's <laughs> Puerto Ricans correct. don't know Spanish that well. No, no. Well, <laughs> well, like especially my family. Like my family is. They're essentially like, uh, like the Hicks of Puerto Rico. Like they live in on the, the west coast 
which is just like very, just like it's a fucking jungle essentially. Um, it, dude, my grandparents got married when they were teenagers. I don't even know if my okay, grandfather so went to school. My mom had me when she was 24. Mm-hmm. And my dad was 31. But 24 is one. Like, imagine having a kid at 24 or 31. Like, imagine a kid just crawling around this apartment right now. Oh, my God. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I couldn't do it. Uh, no, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll jump back to that. Oh, uh, sorry. I don't know. We went off fine. on a bad tangent. I'm totally two fine. beers in and this, totally fine. I've been drinking I'll a lot. I'll keep you on. Uh, no. <laughs> I, well, like, it piggybacks what we were saying. You were like, oh, these older jokes that you made. Mm-hmm. So I remember working at Home Goods and, and I was pretty quickly um, promoted. Uh, AKA, this guy speaks English. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I forgot my racism got us off track. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy speaks English, um, so we'll let him. We'll we'll let the customers see him. So they're like, I worked in a burrito shop. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> they're like, dude, I I just. But the thing is, I wasn't like a cashier. This guy has all his teeth. He'll be working. Yeah, exactly. Line, yeah. Oh, he speaks English and has teeth. Oh, I'm talking. They would be like criminals preparing the food in the yeah, basement. Yeah. No teeth, and then up top would be the criminals with teeth. That's how you know you're at a good place, though. Like the food's probably better. It was dope. Yeah, they're probably more dedicated. So you got um, uh, a job at Home Goods and you got promoted. I got promoted to essentially like kind of, uh, I don't even know what the, the thing was. I don't know what my, my job title was, but I scanned things. This I, I pushed around this cart. I scanned things. This little machine next to me it would make a sound and it would print out a sticker. And I would take that sticker and I would put it on the item. with a college degree i was making about in animation in animation (laughs) i have a film a film degree so i i can say that our degrees are worthless 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 we're just in debt my entire life i'm gonna be in debt um i'm not gonna ask you how much money oh no i can't i can't say i can't say it emotionally but i i i'm in it too like uh, you're so stupid no the dumbest i if i could do my life again i would just graduate high school and just do comedy mm-hmm. that's it 100 percent. but uh um, yourself reincarnation I, well, I'm, yes exactly let's do it um that's what we do here at at uh, buck dogs we, we're the michelle carter of podcasts yeah. absolutely <laughs> we convince people to kill themselves we're cute <laughs> we're like she was a real dirty texter Oh, where everybody! Are you love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that creepy blonde, right? She was the one who texted her boyfriend. He had to kill, kill himself. himself yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He in, in the car. Yeah, whatever, it was a fucked coming. up thing for me to say she was a dirty text. Yeah, yeah. But a good joke. <laughs> I don't support that or condone that at all. Okay. Um, edit it out. Don't, yeah. don't edit it out. <laughs> no one's gonna be like, "What are they even talking about? This is not consistent at all." I uh, swear to God, this is the fourth episode where I've missed my mouth while drinking. Hell I yeah. think it's, I have a small mouth. Back to your home goods job. You have a small, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm your ex. You are. You have a small mouth, I have big lips. It just didn't work out. Um, 
So Home Goods. <laughs> I don't even know what the tangent that we went off of. <laughs> it's fine. We'll go back to Home Goods and oh We're, yes, I have an is, art degree. This is a fucked up podcast. Hell yeah! You uh, <laughs> you have essentially an art degree, right? In film. Yeah, film. I have an animation degree, uh, and what that means is I graduated, and then I almost quickly uh, got paid eight dollars and fifty cents an hour to push around a machine that printed out stickers. And I would put those on things. But the whole story, the only reason I'm telling you the story is because I had like this little notepad, right? Every day I would write jokes and I had this apron and I would rip off the notepad quietly and I would slip it in my apron. All day I would just be doing that. So I would come home and I would just have all of these freaking notepad things. I remember my, my ex is like, Jesus Christ. But she was such a sweetheart. She's just like, I'm going to put this in a Ziploc bag. We're keeping these. Oh, that's nice. No, she was the best. And um, we're so close friends. But like, I was always in my head. I was writing my phone jokes, ideas constantly. So the thing kind of bringing it back to like my... What, what inspires me and kind of bumps me out is that I've done jokes on stage that are six, seven, maybe older years old, and they work. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't think that's crazy at all. So um, you know how comedians, we take comedy so seriously, but to a point. Mm -hmm. Like no successful comedian has ever written a book on like how to really do comedy like that's never happened from like a professional touring comedian like it's mm. all memoirs yep. it's all franklin ajay has a book and he was a touring comedian yes but still that's an interview book mm -hmm. it doesn't we don't take it that seriously as an art form where there's like stand-up theory mm. yet i think it's kind of coming but there is and but the point of this is Ralphie May, a great comedian, has a master class on YouTube. Uh, rest in peace. He is dead. And I was supposed to see him one night. Really? Yeah. And I literally, I just was like, I'm not going to go to the show. And I missed him. And I was so sad I, I never got to see him. But he has this master class on YouTube. You can look it up. Ralphie May uh, stand-up master class. It's three hours of him talking about the craft of stand-up comedy. He talks about like the you should have so many hours of comedy that at, at any moment you have a joke for that. Yeah. So he will do jokes that are ten years old mm -hmm. because it works in that moment with what the audience feels. Right. And they'll laugh, but it's old, but it works with what he's writing now, and it's always creating this fluid yeah. piece. I think I try to do that with my stand-up. I might not be good at it, but I try to have a a through that's why i don't write jokes <laughs> asshole <laughs> he, I, I keep telling you should quit like sam this is just not you just don't have just like it's just not in you it's okay this is the last episode yeah, yeah, this, episode. Everybody love everybody. No, but it's the reason i don't do that leaf joke anymore is because mm -hmm. it's not in my through thread of yeah. like everything should be attached to a line in my stand-up for me yeah and that's what Ralphie May, I think, was trying to say. I hope I didn't. No, 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 I mean, I mean, um, totally. I ultimately like, yes. Like, how many times have you been in conversation and you're like, I got a bit about that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like a million times. And you know? everyone hates it always. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I, I hate myself. Now I don't say I have a bit, but I'll work bits into conversation. <laughs> no, that's, you're the worst. But when I do it with comedians, they'll be like, don't fucking <laughs> yeah. do bits no, on I me. No, I never do that. Yeah, you, you know who? Uh, one person, look, I, I like riff a lot, and I'm just like naturally funny. You know? No, I, I riff a lot, but I, one person, Trevor Dion, was just like, don't bit at me. I'm like, dude, I'm not, this is not a bit. I'm just hilarious. That happens to <laughs> Like, me fuck you. Or I'll have uh, conversations with someone and I'll take something from sure. that conversation yeah. and put it on stage and they'll be like, what the fuck, bro? And I'll be like, it was funny. Yeah, like, no, totally. Um, the worst, though, is when you see someone on stage uh, and they're yeah. lying about something that you were part of. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't know if I've heard. No, I haven't had that experience. I just thought they were just lying. I've had that oh. experience, just in general. <laughs> you hate liars. <laughs> I mean, no, no. Like, like the thing is, like, you shouldn't let uh, quote unquote like the truth get in the way of, of funny. But like, I hate comedians who are like, I'm speaking the truth. No, like, like you can. Ultimately, it has to be authentic. I think mm-hmm. it has to come from an authentic place. So maybe not the literal things you're saying are completely connected to the truth, but they're, they're real still. Does that make sense? It does. Thanks. Pete Holmes said that on his podcast, I'm not even joking, five or six years ago. He's like, when you start comedy, you're going to see a lot of people on... Why are you drinking that beer? It's so weird looking into the camera. Because I was reading. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Pete Holmes was saying that you will see when you start comedy, people just lying about stories a lot, like just making up <laughs> stories... And it's true, and that's why even if some of my jokes aren't funny, sometimes it's good just to say something on stage to be like, I told that part of my life on stage yeah. just to get it out there. I did that last night with my bit about being filmed, um, being yelled at, being filmed. I'm not going to go into details, but that is a true thing that happened to me. And I just said it on stage, and it felt good to be like, okay, maybe I won't do that joke again, but... I spoke something that I had been keeping in for so long in front oh, yeah. of a group of people. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a, a benefit of, of an open mic. Yeah. You get that, and then you can kind of figure out emotionally just like what you would want that joke to be. Have you ever told a joke that you thought you were emotionally ready for, and then you say it out loud, and you start getting sad yourself? Mm. Or do you not? I've done that. I guess I tell more like personal stories, but it's like, I'll tell something and I'll be like, ooh, I'm not ready to say that. Wait, Why it, did I just say that? You know, that? it's funny though. Like, I guess when you've started more seeing my comedy, it's been after uh, quarantine mm-hmm. or, or during true. quarantine. Yeah, I've saw you. I've, so, so I've like, literally met you after quarantine. In, in a way, um, I'm in a weird space creatively where the things that you see, the, the comedy scene around here is uh, there's this many positives and negatives but part of it is like it kind of crushes you in a way where like i've had i do have a bunch of personal material that one i've done a bunch and it's like oh people have heard it already so like Mm -hmm. let me reel it back um and also sometimes you kind of lose faith even if it's i've I've been learning the longer i do it i'm like oh no that bit actually has legs Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what these people, uh, these people, very dismissive, regardless of, of open mic audiences, which are mm-hmm. comics, um, how do they react to it? You know in your heart if you had a good set or not. 
Uh, oof. I like to think that. Because I know, even if an audience laughs at me, I'll get off stage and sometimes I'll be like, I bombed because I know those jokes would work. And mm. I've done them so many times that I was lazy. And yes! Oh and my that's God. a bump. That's a bump to me. When uh. I feel lazy and I still had a good set, it's like, I, it's like I tricked the audience. It's like swindling them out of a little bit of like time or their attention. Yeah, or quality or whatever. Exactly, or like, yeah. Dude, you know what's so funny? Like, that's actually perfect because that's that's kind of why outside of, of, of the, the, uh, the state of the world right now, that's kind of why I'm where I am in my comedy, which I've just been kind of doing a ton of new material. I mean, I write every day, uh, but I would hold back on putting some stuff on stage. And uh, Rory, um, like, kind of had, we had somewhat of a heart to heart, and he's just like, I, I can tell you were bored of these jokes. He's like, you write so much, just fucking get excited and like do your shit. Um, you made me feel real good when you were saying that you get happy when I do act outs. Oh, God, yeah. I realized that I'm my happiest when I'm tell an observation that I like, and then I can go into a character and just kind of be that character a little yeah. bit and then go back to it. Mm-hmm. And you really helped me with that because I thought, oh, I should start writing more bits where I then do act outs in the end. Yeah, yeah, like, I just, like, it goes back, I mean, almost, like, every conversation I have about comedy or art, really anything in life, it's, like, you're always trying to get to the purest you, the Mm -hmm. most authentic you, and, like, most people who do comedy who kind of stick around and and continually do it, like, they're innately, they're just, like, they're funny human beings, or, like, they, they've always kind of had that brain, you know, and it's just, like, figuring out a way to remove all the bullshit, the stage fright, the fucking writer's block, the fucking whatever the hell it is, shave everything away so it's just you, you know? That's what I think was amazing about um, Sam Jay's Netflix special. It's because that I've seen her since the beginning. I saw her first when I was 16 years old. Really? Perform, yeah. I've seen her the whole way. And her stuff is so, she shaved away everything into her most authentic self. And it showed, and I think she's going to have a long and prosperous career because she stayed true to herself. Netflix made her let her say jokes that I didn't think Netflix would allow. Dude, but she does it because it's her and it's real and it's amazing. Yeah. And she's been doing that same stuff for so long that she stayed authentic to herself. This is going to sound like uh, uh, like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm very, very sincere about it. I love that that special is just like, a, at least a huge chunk of it is a huge dick joke. Mm-hmm. She talks about dicks all, and, and I know that can be like dismissive, but it's like, no, she's, fuck, that's fucking hilarious. And that's like the bread and butter of comedy, dick mm-hmm. jokes whatever but she does a ton of dick jokes but it's so tied to her she's telling you about herself she's being really goofy but like my favorite shit like uh, al christakis and i talk about the absurdity a whole lot he was on episode two you can find bucked up on youtube apple spotify like and subscribe sorry i like overcast um it's it's uh it's yeah like we talk about uh, absurdity a lot and I, i think that that like Sam J was just she's like it's a mix of all that it's like it's very personal but it's also like fucking silly shit silly I shit. love silliness yeah. like what like 
I feel like I get too serious on stage. Yeah. I had a comic friend tell me that, like, I look angry on stage, and I might be angry, but I, mm-hmm. like, I enjoy angry comics, but I, I guess I'm not finding in the funny in it yet, so it comes off uh, as angry sometimes. Mm. I've had, like, I feel like, uh, some people always think I'm, like, like a pissed off or something, but really, like, it, at most, I'm, like, I'm, like, maybe I'm sad, or maybe I'm fine, and it's just, like, I, le- I have material about that. I'm just, like, I'm probably just fine. It's just my face. It's just... <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's yeah. just my face. Yeah, no, it is. Like, I've had, I actually, I had someone, like, two weeks ago just, like, you know, you're really intimidating. I'm, like, Look at me! I look like a librarian. Right, I know that they said that sarcastically. No, 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 it was it was a genuine like. Was it at work or in the comedy world? Comedy world. Wow. Yeah, no, it was it was a genuine kind con- like of, just because like I don't know I'm like a very, I don't know I have just like a really like dead face. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm just like, like very neutral, you know. I'm an only child, and I'm always looking for validation, so I'm always going up to people like like me, like me, like me, mm. like me, and I make friends that way. Yeah. Dude. And then I, I make acquaintances that way, and then they start hating me. Mm. K- kind of off of that, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know who cares what we're talking about. Like, I, um, I'm i actually, I sort of have, like, I do, I don't know if I want people to like. I just, uh, I'm surprised at how many people like me. Mm. Or I'm surprised at how many people like you, too. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, like, there's nothing to like. Uh, or how many people, like, I truly, it, it's, uh, being in comedy is just a weird thing for me because I always felt like no one listened to me. And that's fine. I was actually, like, very content with no one, like, listening to me. That's a good thing. Because <laughs> you could just say ridiculous stuff. But, like, now people are like, is he going to say something important? I'm like, no, please. Like, you're, you're, you're putting too much weight on my words right now. I'm going to say some goofy shit. So, um, that's honestly why I like Griselda and why I think I relate them to comedy in a way that they rap very slow Mm. and they, their lines are direct and it shows their confidence in the game that they can speak slowly, but you're hooked to every line. It's like a great comedian, like great comedians aren't. Like they say a line, they let it sit, and then they say their next line because it's like a great boxer. It's punch, punch, like dude, and that's why Griselda's amazing. That's so perfect. That's a perfect thing for me. Shout Uh, out Boldy James. He just got signed to Griselda. Check out his uh, Versace tape, and also check out um, the Price of Tea in China, produced by The Alchemist. Actually, I was just listening today. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that, that actually works so perfectly with me because one, I'm a huge hip hop fan. Two, I kind of like, so it, as a teenager, I, and still, uh, I write just goofy raps. I used to make joke. I have a bunch of songs, just joke songs that You'll no one will ever on listen Instagram. to. You post stuff on Instagram. Right, well, that's- right. I f- I'm, I'm very happy. Yes, Shamik Mill is a character that I've, I've uh, semi newly created, which is a, go- a, a hip hop ghostwriter. Um, which is, I was so happy when I thought of doing it because I was like, I always make silly raps, and and I've been again, I've been doing it my entire life practically, and I'm like, oh, this is an outlet to do that, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy about that. But it goes it goes with with uh, hip hop where where my joke songs really they're just jokes Mm -hmm. 
they, it's joke writing. Yeah. It's still called a punchline in hip hop. Exactly. You know, like rappers are hilarious. They're like, so fun. You, one of my dad's favorite movies that he showed me all the time growing up was Chappelle's Block Party. And what he says in this, he goes, rappers and comedians are the same breed of people. Oh, God. Listen to yes. a Lil Wayne song, oh, and I will swear. literally laugh out loud at some yeah. of these punchlines. Dude, like, like, Dan Soder has a, whole, a great bit about a Wayne lyric. Oh, does he? Yeah. Have you seen his new special? Uh, Son of Gary? Yeah. I have, but I need to rewatch it because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you should, you should... Actually, I watched that with uh, Rory and Christakis. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, um, the red-headed fucks. Yes, yes. That's what they're... They have a group called the red-headed fucks. I'm actually a little uncomfortable in hanging out with not a redhead at this point. Uh, no, but yeah, he has a great uh, thing. But you don't... 100%, like, like there's a direct connection with comedy and hip hop and, and like just like right i didn't like not to pat myself on the back but i'm, I'm halfway okay at writing you lyrics. are when i saw your last video i was like okay i mean i can like, yes because it's just like one i've been doing it forever and i understand that it's the same shit so and you can actually be worse at comedy and do hip hop because like if it rhymes it's like that's more impressive <laughs> like you could have a bad one-liner but like that's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty good because it rhymed <laughs> so i actually met um conway the machine a couple of years ago at, uh, before a show and we were able to smoke hang out cigarettes tobacco no i don't smoke tobacco no, no, uh, <laughs> two years off of it you guys should quit um and talk and he was actually at the comedy store the first time i ever did stand up yeah without us knowing and it was this weird little connection and he was talking about how big of a fan he is of stand-up and he was kind of not fanning but he was like oh my god tell me about stand-up and i'm like oh my god tell me about rapping you're one of my favorite fucking yeah, rappers that's awesome. and it was like a a nice little connection and it also it's so funny when you hear like a real rapper meet a rapper in real life and they're nice mm. you know what i mean because it when you listen to their lyrics and they're being grimy and like right. tough it's like oh but he's also a really nice guy which again is just like stand-up right you, like i'll go up on stage or anyone will go up on stage fitzgerald kinback mm. not that i'm in the same lane of them but you might think that we're meaner than we are yeah in real life Fitzgerald, a sweetheart, a Kimback monster. <laughs> Both amazing guys. You should check out their stand-up. Two but, of my absolute favorite comics. But it's the same thing. It's like you're creating a persona on stage. Like Andrew Dice Clay. He's not that all the time. I, he became that. He did become that. <laughs> he did become that, but he wasn't always no, that all no, the time. No. Um, but yeah, it's that It's that rap and comedy um, combo. And yeah. speaking of that, I'm going to be having a rap show that I would love to have you on. It's a solo show called Wrapped Up. Um, you can find it in a couple weeks on YouTube where I will be reviewing the rap dump of music that happens on all um, streaming platforms on Fridays. It'll be coming out every Monday on this page. And um, I would like to thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I'd love to have you on again. This was a really fun, bucked up episode. We didn't get into a lot of self-help, but I had a great time. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. This is also a plugs podcast. It's We're going to have a podcast where I just plug stuff the yeah. entire time. Um, I get, I'm all my social media is Shamil Shamil.
meal. Uh, I make uh, really lo-fi, poor animations. They're fantastic. Uh, I used to do uh, Monday through Friday. Now I'm on a Monday through Thursday. You got to take a three-day weekend. Uh, well, well, no, because I, I, I post like other videos now. Like I, you know, I make other content. Um, and also just like a mental health thing. It's a mental health thing. I, I'm really doing the daily show. Uh, uh, you know, just Monday through Thursday. I, I'm on Twitter, which I never promote. No one should follow me on Twitter, but I'll just say it. Uh, every day, I, every morning, I, I at least tweet one thing. Um, and I have a couple of projects coming out, I think, soon. So, uh, yeah, just follow me. Um, practicing eating. I know you. That's your your lose some gains. Lose some gains. So I'm probably gonna film uh, another. Uh, Trevor and I will probably do one at the end of this month, and it's gonna be about uh, he lost weight, and I'm I'm also losing weight, which is not my personal goal. Uh, so, so that that's that's what I have uh, on the horizon. Well, thank you very much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, tune in next week. Thanks, guys.